Memphis, Tennessee, it's Memphis Sport Live. Now, here are your hosts, Kevin Cerrito and Marcus Hunter. What it do? We are live from high atop. Mount Mariah down the hall from Nonstop Hip Hop. This is Memphis's number three sports radio program. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Kevin Cerrito. Coming alongside, as always, Fox 13's Marcus Hunter. And on the other side of the glass, CJ Hurt and Johnny Radio. Helping us out for these, actually, only 90 minutes today. It's a special 90-minute edition on this St. Jude Marathon Saturday. Shout-out to all the runners. Shout-out to all people stuck in traffic right now. Glad you you were joining us. We're here every Saturday, usually from 11 to 1. Today, we're off at 1230 for Ole Miss basketball basketball they play basketball in oxford and it's right here on the voice of the fan sports 56 whbq big game for Ole miss last week uh beating the devil out of the mississippi state bulldogs as i said what happened on this show i mean i'm pretty sure i was right on this one and it's, I rarely like to go back and, and, and revisit history and how correct I was on the Egg Bowl last week. But I was pretty, I was pretty darn correct. Marcus, you're, you're allowed to speak whenever you want to speak. I have nothing to contribute to this conversation. All right. <laughs> Other than um, every now and then, the little brother beats the big brother because the big brother decides you know what we're going to let him get one every now and then so that is not true that is not how the brother uh, relationships work dude Ole Miss is the better football team this year and that's just what happened no Ole Miss was not the better football team they won the game they have uh, a better better looking resume they don't have as good they don't have more wins but they have a better looking resume they don't don't have a better looking resume they they do look look at the box scores for when they play good teams Ooh, looks better than when Ooh. Mississippi State plays good. Look at the box score; they played bad teams. Who? Who? This Vanderbilt is the only team that they should have game that they should have won that they did not win in Oxford, in, in uh, Oxford this year. It's the only one. Set one game against Vanderbilt, a good team that's going to a bowl. Only bad because of what's name is on the jersey. Yep, almost. Uh, you know, you know. Kudos to them. They won six games. They're going to a bowl game. Um. It made, be, you, it made congr- you sick. Congr- it made you sick. Congratulations uh, on um, getting to a bowl game, Ole Miss Rebels. They weren't supposed to be in a bowl game this year. They were they're not supposed a, listen, to blow out Mississippi listen, State. Listen, listen, listen. They're an SEC team. An SEC team should be in a bowl game every year because you know you're going to have not at least you have a new because you're going to have at least four teams on your schedule that you should be able to just beat because they're on your schedule and you're an SEC team. I'm, I mean, they did have Texas and they lost to Texas. UT but. is not even. Going to a bowl game. What are you talking about? They sh- Ole Miss was supposed to their first look, year with a new and, coach. And, and look how close they were. They they should have gone to a bowl game. They blew a game against Vanderbilt. And, you know, they didn't blow the game. Vanderbilt beat the crap out of them. But they were one win away. Missouri was one win away. And the SEC, it's very easy to go to a bowl game. So Ole Miss, uh, went to, Ole Miss is, is going not, to a bowl game. I don't know game. about that. Okay. The, uh, Congratulations. You're going to a bowl game. We have a jam-packed 90 minutes for you today. Uh, of course, we will play Hang Up and Listen at high noon, as we do each and every week. We will take your phone calls about what's going on. Of course, St. June Marathon happening right now. We'd love to have some people call in for Hang Up and Listen while they are running the marathon. It's going to sound like this. I want to call in for Hang Up and Listen. And, and, uh, I'll pass out and listen. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm going to pass out and listen. 
then it's going to be it. And, of course, it is the SEC Championship today. The national title game is being played today. I don't know why people don't call it that. Uh, why they're calling it the SEC Championship. It's the national title game today. Yeah, Georgia versus Alabama, and we'll touch on that uh, throughout, throughout the program as well. And joining us at 11.30. Oh, yeah. I'm excited about this for uh, making his uh, second appearance on this program. We we first met him uh, earlier in the year before the Academy Award ceremony. He is Coach Bill Courtney. If you saw the uh, motion picture, of course, it was shot in Memphis at Manassas High School. Bill Courtney was the head coach of uh, the Manassas football team, and they made that documentary undefeated about it and went on to win the Academy Award for Best Documentary. And we have not spoken with Coach Courtney since his big Oscar victory, but he will join us in studio today uh, around 11.30, and he's got some very interesting stuff to share with us. That's today at 11.30 on the show. So uh, since we do have a short show, let's go ahead and get started with the uh, starting five. All right, here we go. It's the starting five, the five most interesting and important sports stories for the sports fan in the Mid-South. That is the uh, starting five. The big story this week, your Memphis Grizzlies have finished the month of November 12-2 and with another victory last night against the Detroit Pistons. Another team travels to San Antonio for another exciting, for the second time this year, a one-versus-two scenario matchup as they played uh, the Knicks earlier in the year when it was 1-2 and two in the NBA. Tonight's 1-2 and two in the Western Conference. The Grizzlies in the San Antonio Spurs. Also 1-2 in the division. Yeah. Uh, who, who you got? Who you got tonight? Because, yeah. you know, you knew... well rested San Antonio Spurs. Because you knew the Grizzlies were going to win these three games this week. Grizzlies had a... You knew they were supposed to. They, they were, took care yeah, of business. They, they, they were going to. It was no question. Tonight's a big one, of course, and this big storyline going on with that is uh, Greg Popovich <coughs> sending Manu Ginobili home, sending Tim Duncan home, sending Tony Parker home before the Miami Heat game on Thursday night. I mean, come on. Who would want to waste a day in Miami when you can go back to San Antonio? Who would yeah. want to do that? Like, if I'm Tim Duncan, I would... But, I mean, you like, stay in the hotel, you want to be with your family. Yeah, you can go to Miami anytime you want. That would not be the... You would hope that that game was the Indiana game or something. No, I'm just saying. You know, San Antonio, they got the, the Cleveland, Riverwalk. Cleveland, Cleveland game, go home, yeah. They got the Alamo Dome. It's just... You don't want to be in Miami. You don't want to be in South Beach. You want to be in San Antonio. Are you hating on San Antonio? I love San Antonio. Look, look, I love San Antonio. And if you've got I, I have family met, there, then you I, wouldn't want to go there. I, have, I love San Antonio. Listen, every time I've gone to San Antonio, I have met some of some very beautiful women in San Antonio. San Antonio is an awesome city. The Riverwalk is awesome. But it's no South Beach. Right. So, I mean, I mean, even if I'm Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, Tony right. Parker, and I'm not going to play, I don't want to leave. I don't want to not go to Miami. I don't, I don't care. You only go there once a year. No, I, no, I understand. Why would you not want to go to Miami? They didn't want to play. They wanted to go home. It's the travel. When you're on the road so much, the travel. I, I, I seriously, you know. I seriously doubt that they wanted that they chose to go. This. I, I'm pretty sure Popovich was like, "Get on the plane and go to San Antonio." All right. I mean, I mean, those those guys could have not played and still enjoyed Miami. Well, that's. I mean, that's possible. That's possible. Oh, so here's what. So there's obviously this 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 fine has been levied against San Antonio's first two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That's because the commissioner stuck his foot in his mouth and he had to find them. So you disagree with the, the yeah 
Yeah, I disagree with it. Um, I, I, as well, so do I. I mean, that's just the, the, I don't, I can't find the, I mean, I think it was a good move. It was a good move. By Popovich? Yes, it was a great move. To use this, the schedule as a strategy, and not many coaches do this, but it only makes sense. I mean, you got to look at the schedule. The NBA schedule is never fair to anyone. It's not necessarily an advantage for anyone, but there, there can be every game, Every game played in the NBA, one team has an advantage because of the schedule. Every game in the NBA. Somebody's going to go into the game with an advantage. Tonight, the Spurs go into an advantage, not only because they've rested their players, but because they didn't play last night. But the Grizzlies did play last night. So Spurs, because of the schedule, are not on the second end of a back-to-back. So they're fine. If you think that that decision was made... Because of, uh, because he wanted to rest his players scheduling wise, it wasn't. It, it was made because no, of course, because because he wanted to stick it to the NBA, stick it to Commissioner David Stern for giving him that bogus schedule. That that that, that was a big, hey NBA, this is what we're going to do because we disagree with the schedule that you put in front of us, and that's all that was. And you but know, I don't blame I don't blame Popovich. What do you? I mean, I don't. He could have rested his players without sending them home. True, 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 true. I, I agree with that. Because there's ways around it. That's what you always have yes. flu-like symptoms. Yes. Or a pulled growing like last night for our boy Tony Allen. Was he really hurt? I, I mean... Tony not playing in the Grizzlies' uh, victory over the Detroit Pistons last night at Federal Express Forum. I don't know if he was and hurt, but I know he was flying that suit. He was jumping around in that suit. He was suit. flying that suit. He was tweeting at 4.45 in the afternoon saying game time like he was ready to go, to ready to play yeah. at 4.45 in the afternoon. Yeah. There's some suspicion around Tony Allen and whether or not he was actually hurt. But that's how you're supposed to do it, right? Is that how? you got to fake an injury? Uh, you know. like symptoms, back spasms. Like, players don't play for back spasms. Yeah, I mean... I mean, you know, the flu, the flu was going around. I mean, I'm, I'm getting over the flu. So you think so. because... because so Mike Pop, Conley probably did have the flu. Because Pop was so brazen about it. Yeah. That he should they should get punished, possibly? Or that's why there's the controversy? Because he was so brazen saying, I'm sending these guys home. Yeah, that's the why. The schedule's not fair for us. We've been on the road. We've had five games in nine days. They've had two games at home in two weeks. We're not going to win this game. I'm sending my guys home. We're going to have them rest up to play Memphis on Saturday because the division game against Memphis is more important than a road game against Miami Heat. The end of a long road trip. I agree with Pop, but maybe so you say don't be as brazen. I don't know. I like the personalities in the uh, NFL. So well, Popovich, he's an interesting guy, and um, you know he's you know Popovich is one of those coaches where he believes he's smarter than everybody else around him, and he's going to try to outsmart everybody else around him, and that's what he did. All right, so tonight, we, so you won't comment on whether or not you think that Tony Allen was hurt. Tony, he didn't, he didn't look hurt. He didn't look hurt, he but I mean... He could have played. He could have played. He probably could have played, but, I, you know, what's what's a, what's one game rest against a Pistons team that couldn't oh, beat so if you? Oh, so if they were playing Miami Heat on national television, Tony would have played. played. Tony would have played. But, I mean, they were playing the Pistons. It, it could have been the nagging injury. And, you know, sometimes soldiers need an extra day of rest. And you weren't going to lose to the Pistons anyway. I mean, I, I mean I'm mean, i sorry all my Detroit people out there. I know we have a lot of Detroit people here. But the Pistons... Kid Rock's a big fan of the show. Yeah, Scott Mattis is a big fan of the show. Fox 13 guy. He's from Detroit. But it was the Pistons. You were going to win that game anyway. The Grizzlies are that good. They're, they're, they're good enough to rest guys and still beat some of the lower teams in the league. All right, we accurately predicted that the Grizzlies would be 12 and 2 this month. We did, but the thing we did not predict was that they were going to lose to Denver. We knew they were going to lose it. Well, yeah, we didn't predict specifically that because yeah. it's, it's near impossible in the NBA. You're yeah. going to lose something that you're not expected to 
to lose. We thought that they had a better chance of losing, of course, against the Lakers. And what was that? There was one other game on the schedule that we thought that they might have lost. Bobcats, because it was the road back-to-back. Yeah, yeah, trap game. Yeah. But they ended up losing to Denver, which makes sense. And so we look forward at the, at the schedule for the month of December tonight at San Antonio. Do you have that as a win or a loss, Marcus? I don't know. You know, it's, it's tonight I'm giving I'm giving it an L. Unfortunately, I mean, Even my Grizzlies. I think they can pull it off. But if you're looking at it on loss. the schedule, they're second night of a back and yeah. back on the road with a well-rested Spurs. Yeah, they're doing um, a lot. But but see, here's the thing. They though. Win, though. Here's the thing. If the Grizzlies go eight, and if the Grizzlies win, if if they only lose one out of their next like eight games for the rest of the year. Like if they go like seven and one the rest yeah, of the year. Every, lose only one in every eight. One in every eight. Then they'll tie the Chicago the 1996 <laughs> Chicago Bulls with a with a 72 and 10 record. We know that on the pace that they're going. That's, that's the pace they're going, but yeah. it's not gonna. It can't happen because why can it not have to be some games where there's not be there's not gonna be major injuries, but there's gonna be minor injuries like you had with Mike Conley having flu, where some players are gonna be out in some games and the schedule's not not gonna be up to par where you're gonna get trapped. This NBA schedule is not fair. That's one thing we can all agree with with Popovich. But it's not fair to anybody, but it's just not fair. Every team has an advantage every night based on the schedule. Yeah. All right, so San Antonio Spurs tonight on the road. Back home Tuesday against Phoenix. We're going to have a win for that one, right? Yeah. Friday at New Orleans. That should be a win. No, I don't know, man. You'll have some that, Hey, look, look. You have rest. You have rest. You travel to New Orleans. I think that's a win. Look, dude. Grievous Vasquez is a beast. Right. You know, I'm starting, to, get, I, I'm starting to think that Lionel Holland's got rid of Gibbs Vasquez because, again, he didn't want Gibbs Vasquez challenging Mike Conley. You can't have anybody challenging You can't have my, you can't, can't Mike have Conley him. is better than Gravis Vasquez. True, but Gravis Vasquez is he's balling. Good. He's a perfect backup point guard. Yeah, perfect he's balling point. out there. Uh, you got uh, ATL on Saturday night. Ooh, no, they never beat ATL. They, they never can beat Atlanta. Oh, so we're going to split this. Is that in Memphis? saying they're going to lose either New Orleans or Atlanta. Is that in Memphis? That's in Memphis, yeah. New Orleans and uh, Atlanta. You're saying they're probably going to lose one of those games. No, I think they'll beat New Orleans. Yeah, no. They're going to win both. They're, yeah, they'll probably we'll lose one of them. Putting them down for wins for both. No, they could lose one of them. <laughs> they could lose one of them. <laughs> right, Just, we're putting it down yeah. for, at two and two, uh, heading into Phoenix on on uh, that next Wednesday. A lot of rest before they travel to at Phoenix. Phoenix is not very good. That's a win. Uh, so you've got your third win of the month. Then you go at Denver. That's a loss. We're going to chalk, chalk On the road, yeah. Loss. You already lost at them once. At Utah the very next night. Woo. I say we give that one a loss. We're going to be we're gonna be fair. Because it's either that's going to be they're a loss. They're not losing to Utah. Then they're back home against Chicago on Monday, December win. 17th. You've got a win. Yeah. Uh, you've got Milwaukee at home that Wednesday. That's a win. Yeah. You've got Dallas at home that Friday. That's a win. You're not letting O.J. Mayo come in here and Is beat Dirk you. back, though? It doesn't matter. If he's back, he's not a full Dirk. You're not going to let O.J. Mayo come Houston in here that and beat you. You're at Houston that Saturday night. Houston, beat Houston already. Houston's not that good. You know, people want to give Houston more credit. But here's what, will we agree that they will either lose at Utah, possibly, or lose at Houston? So I'm not, one of those could be an L. I don't think they're going to lose to one of those games. All right. I mean, you're Right now, we, I think we're, we're differentiating by one. By one. Uh, we got Philadelphia at home. That should be a win. Right? Yeah, they're going to beat yeah. Philadelphia. Uh, then Denver back at home. I mean, we're just going to chalk that up as a loss because we don't think they match up well with Denver. No, they'll beat Denver that time around. They're not going to Indi- lose to them. Indiana on New Year's Eve at Indiana. That's a win. I'm saying that's a win. Let's see. So there's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. 14 games in the month of December. 14 games in the we're month saying, of December. We're saying five, nine wins and four five, losses. Yeah. Well, five losses. Yeah, sorry. Nine and five. Yeah. Nine and five. Is that what we're saying? Nine and five? Nine and five, five or ten and four. Nine and five or ten and four. 
You want to go ahead and just say ten? And I would go ten and four. Ten and four, so then they're twenty-two and six going into twenty thirteen. That's balling, man. All right, let's keep moving into starting five. Uh, the other big story: uh, Tariq Black sitting out, but going to return to your Memphis Tigers. They blew out at UT Martin yeah. last week. We pushed the panic button on this show. Dude. And I think it was a good thing we pushed the panic button. Man, look, man, look. Everybody panics. Look, man, these um, these Memphis Tigers basketball players. What? If uh, if if if, if you wondered whether or not they were soft at first, then then Tariq Black's decision solidify the fact that that it's a soft team to me I don't care I I don't care what's going on your team is losing and you're frustrated so you decide you want to leave the team because they're losing and you're frustrated with losing yeah who does that I mean if everybody decided that they oh after a few losses they were just going to give it up you know what I wouldn't be whooping dudes on 2k13 on a nightly basis because you're going to lose some games. But guess what? You you keep playing. You get better. And you go out there and, and you don't you don't walk away from your team and then and then say, "Oh, well I'm going to leave those guys to fit for themselves because I'm not happy with the fact that we're losing." And then come back. I mean, Joe Jackson pulled the same deal last year. Tark Black's pulling it this year. These guys are just soft. Well, he, Cal uh, I mean, pa- pa- Pastor, uh, Coach Pass will send you home, though. I mean, he'll send you home if you. I mean, he's very strict, and if he says, you know, you're not going to play if you do this, then you're not going to play if you do this. If you don't show up to practice, you're not coming to the game. Why he's are you not strict? Why are you not showing up to practice? I don't know. He's, I mean, I agree with that. I mean, look, you're not going to. Win, you're not. It is hard to win every game. In any sport, to go undefeated, it is it is extremely hard. Only one team in college football is under this year. or two Ohio? Nobody won, but again, nobody was expecting the Tigers to be undefeated. No. They were expecting them to beat an unranked VCU and then get a chance to play Duke. That's okay, all and they were asked. Okay, and so you weren't supposed to beat Duke. You weren't. Uh, you're supposed to compete with whoever you played after Duke. Okay, and so the answer to not doing that was to leave the team. And then no, and then no, and, not and, and then you leave the team He's coming and back. they and, and they have one of their best games of the year without you. It, he learned his lesson. And now right? you're like, oh, now I got to get back on the team because yeah, Tyler Black does not want to be the Alex Smith of um of Tiger basketball. Yeah. Just losing his job. All right, let's keep moving in the in the starting mm. five. Speaking of Memphis, they are now part of the Biggies with their buddies Tulane in East Carolina. That story breaking. Uh, earlier this week, and would Tulane have been your first choice, Marcus, to join the Big East? Tulane would have been. Listen, 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 listen. They have a history of being good. They were good at one point. Yeah, like undefeated. What, just what, Thirty in the past years decade, ago, in the past past decade or so, they had that undefeated uh, Tulane team. And it's not this decade. In the past decade or so. Or so. Look, man. I understand the Big East wanting to get into the New Orleans market. But um, that ain't much of the New Orleans. Nobody in New Orleans cares about Tulane except people at Tulane. Exactly. So why are you going after Tulane? I mean, I mean, I mean, that's just a, you know what, dudes. Let's just throw some teams in the hat. Let's pull one out. And who do we got? You think that you they do got, think they just put the names in the hat? I do. I I I, I think I think the Big East people just decided. You know what? Uh, we have no idea what direction we're gonna go. We're just gonna put these schools in the hat and pull one out and uh, let's roll with them, Johnny. And that's what they did. Because how how else do you explain Tulane? I mean, I I do agree. Do you not go with 
They should have gone with quality this time. You know, I think they should have gone with Tulsa. What do you think? Tulsa's a decent sized market, and it was a quality team. I mean, you've got they they play football pretty well every year. Basketball team is always top three or four in conference USA, so there's potential there. I mean, it's not it's it's not as bad as Tulane. Tulane pitiful in basketball, pitiful in football. Tulsa decent in both sports. And uh, not oh, that small of a market, and put you in a different state. You know what though? Honestly, UA, UAB would have made more sense. UAB too, but again, they're they're so bad at everything right now. What it told us, I mean, so so is Tulane. So is but, Tulane. No, yeah, yeah least, more than Tulane. Yes, it makes well, probably makes more sense than Tulane. But at least, but at, but at least at UAB, you can kind of try to infringe upon the Alabama and Auburn territory. Well, I guess Tulane. They want Tulane to be the Vanderbilt of the Big East. The crappy school with great academics. Every conference needs one. Uh, yeah, every conference needs one. <laughs> and uh, now, welcome to the Big East. <laughs> welcome to Conference USA two with great basketball teams. So can't forget about those Catholic basketball teams. They're going to be balling with Georgetown and and, and Villanova and all all those guys that the Tigers will be having on their schedule on basketball because they've got. All these these uh, Catholic schools. I mean, I mean, like four or five teams. The rest of them are leaving the conference anyway. All the basketball schools are staying, and you're still going to have Cincinnati and or UConn with you as well. All right, moving on to number four in the starting five. Uh, John Gruden's not going to be that coach at Tennessee. How shocked were you when you heard that news? Uh, about as shocked. I'm, I'm not not at all. Just just like that. Not at all. How 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 uh, you talk about when these things happen? When these coaches, the fans are always delusional. This John Gruden has been one of the most delusional things ever because it has been brought up as a serious thing that was possibly going to happen. Yeah, it was never by some happen. people. Never going to happen. Never going to happen. The only thing that made people want to believe uh, he has a wife who's from Knoxville and they have a house there. Big deal. Shaq has a house in freaking Orlando, but he wanted to get out and go to Los Angeles when he was on the Magic. I mean, it doesn't matter where you got a house at. Well, I mean, it matters for people like us because we have, you know, we, you know, just can't afford to have like houses all right, over right. the country. Right, right. But when you're John Gruden, yeah, and your son's going to be playing college football next year for somebody who's not as good of a program as Tennessee, and you want to watch your kid play on Saturday, uh, you want an NFL job. I mean, you're just an NFL coach, and you got an easy job on Monday Night Football, a high profile job. Go take Tennessee and have to work your uh, your uh, tail off uh, for a job you've never had and unproven. You don't even know if he's good at college. I mean, you don't even know. I that mean, was that was just that was that was absurd. He would have been a big name, and it would have sure I would have said hire him if you could, but that just wasn't happening. Yeah, it wasn't. Who do you think is going to end up at Tennessee? You have any Marcus Magnus predictions yet? Uh, would you take James Franklin I, I, or I, I Bobby would, Petrino first? I was going to say. Would you take see see Petrino see see here's the thing. Franklin. If I'm Tennessee, I'm going after Franklin. This Get him going, out of the state. That's what I'm going after. Kill two Tennessee. birds with one stone. You don't I'm, have to lose the Vanderbilt game anymore, and you. But get Franklin's to not going to Tennessee. You don't think he'd leave? He would because leave. because because of all the places he would go, he would go to Arkansas before Tennessee because he's because why would you want to go to the school that talks so bad about the school that you are that, that you're at? I mean, I mean, why would you? Okay, basically, it just makes sense. I mean, basically, if you were, if you were like dating this, 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 Rick this Patino, girl, Rick Pitino went to Louisville after coaching at Kentucky. I mean, it's not that. I mean, it's it, it happens. 
course, you know it's it's, it's very rare that you go directly. But he from, went to the NBA from first. an in-state rivalry. He went to the NBA first. have a first. stop off. Yeah, he went to the NBA first. All right, we got to go to number five. Franklin's the guy, though. Franklin, no. that guy, that guy's going to be a good coach. He's a good coach now. Number five in the starting five uh, today's day. Oh, yeah, he is a good. Today's coach the now. national championship game between Georgia and Alabama. As an SEC fan, as somebody who cheers for the SEC. I'm a little concerned if Georgia wins this game. I'm not as confident with Georgia going up against Notre Dame as I would be with Alabama holding the SEC flag in his hand. But it would be fun for Georgia to win and Georgia to take down Notre Dame and add another team as you like seven years in a row and how many different teams has it been? You know, it's not just one team every year dominating. It's Florida and it's Auburn and it's Alabama and then you had Georgia to that list. LSU also. Yeah, LSU as well for your national championship. So it'd be fun to see Georgia beat Alabama, go to the national championship, win again, and have another SEC team win in that seven consecutive years. So I think that's what I'm rooting for today as I try to figure that out. Look, dude, I think think, uh, you have to go to at least the seventh best SEC team to find a school that could lose to Notre Dame in the SEC. Seventh? Wow. Listen, Alabama's not losing to them. Georgia's not losing to them. Florida wouldn't lose to them. South Carolina wouldn't lose to them. Texas A&M wouldn't lose to them. And LSU wouldn't lose to them. Yes, yeah, so you just go to yeah. <laughs> so, so so Mississippi State could would probably go down. Mississippi State would probably be a team that could lose to uh, Notre Dame. Right. So you say Notre Dame like deserves to be like in the Liberty Bowl then if they're as good as the seventh best SEC team. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Notre Dame is a uh, Liberty Bowl SEC team. <laughs> they're a Liberty Bowl SEC team. Shout out to Notre Dame, though. For, right. You know, you got there. You're going to have your gold helmet. You're going to be on this play. It's going to be a great, the, great television event. It's a great They're going to gonna bring event. back Rudy, hopefully, for the they're game. They're going to get blown out by Yeah, the let Rudy, you know, call the you know the, the coin toss and then get blown out by an SEC team and then go home with your gift package. All right, that wraps up the starting five for this week. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can. You can tweet us at Memphis Sport. We have personal pages. I'm at Cerrito. Marcus is at Marcus underscore Hunter. You can also send us a TXT if you'd like at 67129. is the text line here at Sports 56. Remember, you have to text 56JOIN if you've never sent a text to the station before. That's 67129. At high noon, we'll take your phone calls at 360-8255 during Hang Up and Listen. And you can always find us on Facebook as well. We have Free Ticket Friday. Give away free tickets every Friday on our Facebook page. Just search Memphis Sport. Coming up in our next segment, we'll be joined by uh, Coach Bill Courtney from the Academy Award-winning motion picture, Undefeated, former head coach of Manassas High School. He's with us. He's got some, he's got some very interesting things to say in our next segment. You're not going to want to miss that. Before we go to break, let me tell you about Gould's Day Spa and Salon. It's where I get my haircut. Got my appointment for Monday, Mark. Dude, I'm so glad because right now <laughs> you are... You know what? What is in your mustache right now? I mean, do I have something in it? I don't know. I'm I'm just saying. I'm pretty sure you know. With that much facial hair, you gotta have something. in Oh, there. you think I just pull something? Yeah, you know, some leftover guacamole some... or some mustard <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, I've got to got still got to shave my beard and uh, get my hair cut. I look like a different person come Monday evening. But uh, Gould's Day Spa and Salon. There's the new location opening up in Germantown, um, over there next to the Baskin Robbins and stuff on Exeter. Uh, Gould's is a Memphis tradition for almost 80 years. they got 12 locations. Like I said, the new location in Germantown, they just got the Poplar Plaza location that opened up a few weeks ago, in uh, a few months ago, in, in East Memphis. There's a location in Olive Branch. There's Carville. Uh, I go to the one in the Peabody. Uh, Gould's offers spa and salon services seven days a week, with most locations open until as late as 9 p.m. And we know the holiday season is here, and you've got to find a gift for the lady in your life. Uh, and you cannot go wrong with a Gould's gift card. It makes a great last-minute gift. It makes a good get a gift right now. Just plan on getting a Gould's gift card. It, it, it really is perfect for any occasion, birthdays, anniversaries, but especially this holiday season. It's a great stocking stuffer for your loved one. It's where I go to get my haircut. You should go to uh, trained professionals. 
like, I mean, you will not believe. You go into Ghoul's. If you go to one of these lousy haircut places, and then you finally go get your haircut at Ghoul's, it's uh, it's a completely different experience. It's uh, Ghoul's Day Spa and Salon. Check out Ghoul'sSalons.com for more information. I'll be up there. Like I said, my appointment's for Monday with Courtney. I'm about to uh, uh, Instagram a picture of um, Kevin and this Grizzly Adams thing he has going on. So it's the last day of my beard. I think I'm shaving it uh, probably before the end of the day today. Definitely by the end of the day tomorrow. Grizzly Adams did have a beard. All right, we're going to take a time out and be back with Coach Bill Courtney. You're listening to MSL on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. We are the voice of Tigers fans. Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. A fan coming, a fan running down, summer avenue. Welcome back to Memphis Sport Live. Here once again are your hosts, Kevin Cerrito and Marcus Hunter. GK was on the radio. WHBQ. Hi, welcome back to MSL. Memphis' number three sports radio program. About to talk to Bill Courtney from Undefeated. But first, let me tell you this portion of MSL is being brought to you by Smoothie King. Be good to yourself. Visit one of Memphis's three convenient Smoothie King locations today. There's one in Midtown on Union Avenue, one in Carville on Houston Levy Road, and one in Cordova on Germantown Parkway. No better day today, Marcus, right, than St. Jude Marathon Day to go pick up a smoothie. Great weather. Yeah. Everybody needs to get one of those smoothies that gives you a little extra energy kick. Right. Smoothie King smoothies are a blend of real fruit, all natural juices, and a functional mix of vitamins and nutrients to fit every need. Of course, my favorite uh, smoothie, uh, like the Island Impact, Pineapple Surf, but I've been trying. I've been jumping around the menu. Um, uh, Grape Expectations 2. Sounds like a movie title is actually a smoothie. I had that one recently. Raspberry Collider, also good. There's a there's a smoothie no matter uh, what uh, you you like any type of fruit that they, they can make it happen for you at Smoothie King. They also have numerous health products including energy bars, healthy snacks, and vitamin supplements. That's uh, Smoothie King. Visit smoothieking.com for the full array of menu items and uh, find out where the nearest location is to you. That's Smoothie King. Be good to yourself. All right, joining us now in studio, he's the former head coach of Manassas High School, and he's the star of the Academy Award-winning motion picture, Undefeated. Coach Bill Courtney joins us in studio. Welcome back, Coach. Thanks. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. good. I want to tell Hotty Toddy, Marcus. Oh, wow. <laughs> so. I, I have no idea what uh, what language you speak there. I understand. That was, uh, I heard you all on the way over while I was in traffic for the St. Jude thing. I yeah, thought um, that was cute. Yeah. yeah um, bless, you know, your, bless your heart. You, you, you got a little, you've got some serious emotion working on that deal, don't you? You know, uh, I don't know what to say. You know, Mississippi State, they just decided to, you know, you know they had yeah. they won the best uh, uniforms of the night award. They and did. And then they decided that they were going to. This is not the Oscars, Marcus. No. It was a football game. It, it was. <laughs> and and the purple and gold and hell state thing and all that didn't work out for them this time. So not this time. Right. But uh, you, you know yeah. you know three out of four ain't bad. <laughs> three out of four is not bad at all. Uh, a, a special shout out to everybody who is stuck in traffic right now for the St. Jude. There's a bunch of them. Plenty of them. Yeah. That's I think we get our highest ratings this day every year. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bill Courtney joining us in studio. Uh, a lot's been going on since we caught up with you because when we talked to you, it was just the Academy Award nominated undefeated. Since went on to win the Academy Award, 
you explain to us your your experience uh, Oscar night. How did that go? It was awesome. I mean, really, it was it was not just Oscar night, but <clears throat> excuse me, but the three weeks leading up to the Oscars. Um, and all the press and the people that I'm meeting. I mean, you know, I'm not a Hollywood guy, right? And hanging out with Sean and uh, Serena and all these other people. Just um, it was an amazing time. And uh, so Sean, wait, Sean, Sean P Diddy Combs? Yeah. Well, I mean, P Diddy's the brand. And I mean, his name's Sean. Well, you're just Combs. saying his well, name's Sean, like you I mean, first name basis with P Diddy. I mean, when you're when you're a award winner, you can just call him, you know, Sean. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> what his name is. I mean, yeah. So <laughs> anyway, um, <clears throat> doing all the press and all the all the shows and Kimmel and Ellen DeGener show and all that. I mean, it was a lot of fun. It really was. And and what's amazing is it kind of continues. Um, and doing speeches uh, all over the the country, and writing a book, and exploring a couple TV shows, and of course the movie remake. A um, lot going on, and I, <laughs> my wife is none too impressed by any of it, frankly, <laughs> at, at all. And I was doing a. She's told me, you know, you're still just a fat redheaded guy from Memphis that owns a lumber company, so try not to. You know, let it go to your head. And I was doing a speech right before the Olympics at the uh, para- uh, the Olympic Committee in Colorado Springs. And I'm coming down the elevator, right, uh, going in to do the keynote address. And there's these two girls um, at the bottom of the elevator kind of on the left. And I'm halfway down the elevator. I'm, I'm deaf in my right ear, but I can hear real well out of my left ear. And, I mean, the girls are, you know, I'm 44, right? Mm-hmm. And the girls are, well, well they're... Well, they're hot, is what they are, and <laughs> and I'm coming down the elevator, right? And the right. first one goes, "Hey, hey, look, I I know who that guy is. I knew who that guy is." And I was like, "Yeah, that's you know pretty cool." Isn't it? <laughs> and the other one turned and said, "So do I, but I thought Chris Farley was dead." <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, and so you know, in the midst of all of it, <laughs> it's true. And in the midst of all of it, I'm. Uh, so anyway, we're staying grounded. It's been fun. A lot going on. Uh, the book is is called Against the Grain. It's going to be. I think people will find it really interesting. Um, so you have a ghostwriter for this to help you out? Yeah, he he's the same guy that wrote um, Phil Jackson's book and Sugar Ray Leonard's book. He just got finished with Ray Lewis's book. Did you get to pick the title? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm writing it with him, um, and then. Uh, the movie just finished its European run for four weeks. You could catch it on United and Delta flights um, overseas. Now it's completely pulled from all theaters, and it will uh, hit the shelves January 15th. It's got an exclusive arrangement uh, with a pretty major retailer. Um, and then after that, you can probably find it on Netflix and all. So, I mean, you know, all of it continues. And, um, so it's, the, mo- it's of course, been- the movie is undefeated. It won the Academy Award for Best Documentary. Mm-hmm. will be available January 15th. It's probably the soonest time that somebody can see it. Right, and I can't tell you where. A- yeah, I can't tell you exactly where yet because it's, you know, whatever the way Hollywood does stuff. But soon. Um, so, so, so with all the travel that you've been doing, did you ever feel the need to just, you know, cancel an event and go home and fly home early and take a day off? Yeah, my agent, my agent gets really mad at me a lot because I honestly, I do. I turn down three or four things for every one thing I take because I've got, you know, I've got a, I've got a lumber business owned with 120 employees that I run every day. And I've got four kids that I love that are playing every sport on, on, the face of the earth and I'm coaching and so 
you know all this other stuff it's it's fun and if it and if it if i believe there's some good or decent benefit that can come from it i do it and if i don't it's just for the sake of making extra buck and i i really don't do a lot of that and i think i frustrate my agent a lot because i turned out a lot and the agent's like hey that's more money that's more money for him you know and i'm like well maybe but this is what i do so you know it's um you know it's been it's been wild and it's it continues it's unbelievable and i really believe if you keep the right message and you you don't do it just for the for the benefit of yourself and and you use the opportunity to to try to try to change maybe some folks perceptions on things that it will keep going because it's a it's a compelling story so the coach, uh, I, I do have one question. You know, I I saw the documentary and, and it was awesome. Um, one of the things that 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 I want to know personally is um, in the documentary there was a kid who had some behavioral issues. Chavis. Chavis. What's happened with him since then? He went to Lane College playing uh, football, and I think he's got a two point seven or two point eight. He's a junior. He's going to graduate. He's he's doing fine. You know, he's doing a good job. But look, something you got to remember is. The last two years at Manassas, we had 36 seniors mm-hmm. on those two teams. And if you come from New Chicago, Smoky City, or Greenlaw, the stat is you're three times more likely to be incarcerated than go to jail. And of those 36 seniors on that football team, 35 went to college. Wow. And be incarcerated than go to college, excuse me, but 35 of them went to college. And so, you know, the documentary, you got to fit it on a screen, but there's a story under every helmet. Mm-hmm. And... You know, we're equally as as proud of, you know, all the kids that you didn't learn from the documentary as, as that the ones that, you know, the documentary focused on. Um it it's it was uh it was an amazing six and a half years, for sure. Our coach Bill Courtney is joining us in studio, former head coach of Manassas and uh, the star of the Academy Award winning documentary, Undefeated. Speaking of the documentary, there was some controversy that that went down when the Academy Award was actually presented <laughs> yeah. for the movie. Did you feel any of this backlash? The winner, because when the, it was announced, the, like, the winner this this year, you know, it won, and the directors come on stage and they thank oodles of people. Everybody's getting thanked except the city of Memphis, Tennessee, and, and Manassas High School, and so people were in an uproar. Well, let let me just explain, because I was there, and and what you didn't see on TV is one of the directors, in his excitement, uttered an F-bomb. And so oh, wow. their, their thank you speech was cut by 25 seconds, and the music came up, and they ushered him off the stage. So they didn't get to the grand finale of their thank yous, which was going to be Manassas, the kids at Manassas, Memphis, the city of Memphis, the Memphis Film Commission, all of that was in their speech. I saw it. I was hanging out with them before the Academy Awards, right. and they showed it to me. And because he was goofy and had a had a momentary lapse of judgment and did something he shouldn't have, they ushered him off. There's also a thing called the side view cam and then a thank you cam at the academy awards that's right off stage and you can get online and see their immediate apology and then how they just tearfully go off on how amazing memphis and the people of memphis were to them so the other thing i have to say about that whether they thanked memphis or not 
Nobody paid these guys to come do this. Nobody sought them out. They found the story, and they sold all their belongings and broke their leases and moved to Memphis on a wing and a prayer and a shoestring budget to tell a Memphis story. And because of their efforts, um, this story and the uniqueness of, of Memphis and Memphis people and Memphis kids and a very Memphis thing has been told in the entire world. And we shouldn't worry about a thank you from the stage. We should be more appreciative of their efforts and, and what they what they exposed, the good they exposed about our city. So, frankly, I you know, when I heard all that, I was like, y'all shut up, man. They did a great job for us, and that was it. So... I, I'm absolutely, but because hopefully this is one of the last times you have to to talk about it. But <laughs> I because I'm, I'm sure people have asked you about it, but it, it's it's still on people's mind. They still think about oh, yeah. that's a movie they didn't. They yeah, didn't do I it. get it, but, but it, it was more of a misunderstanding than yeah, anything. It really was exactly. No, and I've met the guys, uh, the directors and and stuff. You guys, they were in for the Indian Memphis Film Fest. Yep. They're still embracing Memphis and and being a part of of the community. Uh, and they feel they so bad about that one slip up. Everybody has a mistake, and, and and they were the ones that ensured that some money was sent back to Memphis to continue to support things. I mean, they have they are they are they are lovers and brothers of Memphis. They really are, and uh, th- there's no one more upset about how that went down than them. Um, and they are, uh, you know. We could, we should just we should thank them and get past it. They love they love this city and right. and hold it in very high regard. Coach Bill Courtney joining us in studio, um, former head coach of Manassas, best friends with P Diddy. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not best friends with Sean. We're friends how, or whatever. How many times have you met him? Do you? Oh, I mean, have you you, you see him a lot. You see him a lot of times. Because no, I hadn't in the last you know six or seven months but i mean but I've he was been, around been at his home and hung out with him doing press junket and what, what, what is his home like <laughs> it's i mean it's it's nice it's in beverly the, the, the one in in los angeles is in beverly hills and it's overlooks the city on a mountainside and it's you know it's a it's a house it's does, nice does he really have a guy walking around following him with an umbrella over his head all the time no that is <laughs> no no you guys gotta understand the, the, the something that I learned from this about these types of personalities is there's a brand mm-hmm. that is P Diddy. There's a brand that is all of what you see. There's a brand that is the guy hanging out in Vegas drinking Chirac. There's and then there's a human being named Sean Combs, and the human being is is what's living at home hanging out with his friends and stuff. The brand is is what they make their living off of, and so it's just. You gotta you gotta temper what you see in the media with what's really going on. I mean, everybody's got to take a shower and eat and go to sleep and wake up and get their hair cut and whatever. Go to the doctor and he's he's just a guy. So the brand is what dated dated J Lo. P Diddy is the guy. Well, Sean, I I, I I wasn't there. I don't know, <laughs> but I, I would if it were me, it would be Sean dating J Lo. <laughs> so I don't know. Man, you know what? Sean was probably dating J Lo, but J Lo was probably dating P Diddy. You're probably right. <laughs> That's probably how that works. I don't know. Probably. And of course, they're they're turning the documentary into a, a dramatic film, a scripted film. They That's are the working. They are working on that. There's been a couple directors that. There's been a couple directors and writers that um, started on it and then stopped, and it, it'll be done. I've, I, ta- I actually spoke with Harvey uh, three weeks ago, and no Harvey uh, Weinstein, and and you have gotten so big time. 
Oh, shut up. No, it, it well, was... Since, a, the, since the last time you were here before the Oscars, <laughs> you're talking to the most powerful man in Hollywood. And people don't know who he is. Like, every movie you see says Weinstein uh, Company on it before the movie comes up. Anyway, he he um, <laughs> he told me, he said, I, we just hadn't talked yeah. in a while. I just want to tell you where we are and we're going forward and blah, blah, blah. So, well, but I will want, tell you something. Who do you something. want to play you? Who do you I, want to play you? I, I, I don't Farley's know. Farley's dead. I, I th- they're talking to Philip Seymour Hoffman, so I don't know. Oh, really? They need to get Craig Brewer to direct it and make it. Make Craig it Brewer, real. Craig Brewer could direct it today if he wanted to. I think. So to get on board. Then. Well, there's a lot of directors know, who and think. There's a lot of, well, there's a lot of directors who think the documentary is so very compelling they don't want to be the ones to try to make it into a movie and not live up to it. So that's what I've been told. I don't know. I truly right. don't I know. know. You, yeah. Do you, I, I honestly don't. I'm not kept how, in the loop what are you on this. Get, stuff. Are you gonna? No, I get no, I get n- I get no royalties off Undefeated. Not one single red dime nope. at all. None from that movie, and probably nothing from this other movie. But from the remake, I would get some some life because it's gonna be stuff. based on you. Yeah, that'd be get some life rights. And stuff. you'll probably you'll probably have a cameo in it, probably too. I, I don't know. I bet you'll, you'll be in the crowd. Be, you'll be like even a fan in the crowd. We'll do the assistant coach or something. I don't know. I don't care. It doesn't. I don't know. <laughs> you know. You know. Even Booby Miles was assistant coach. Uh, you know, Friday Night Lights. I mean, yeah. you at least be. I truly, honestly, have no clue. All right, so. Coach, Coach uh, Bill Courtney is joining us uh, in studio. What? So you've you've. What's the most surprising place that has asked you to give a speech since since you won the Oscars? Um, I don't know. There, there, are a lot of them. I mean, the Patriots organization was pretty. Good. I, I will tell you the the, the, the New England Patriots. Yeah, asked you to we come did. Speak yeah, to we the did team? a fundraiser. Well, there were we did a fundraiser in Boston, and um, and it was at the New England Patriots complex, and there were a bunch of Patriots there, and I got to meet all the folks and hang out with them and stuff. It's pretty cool. The the, the best, best team in football. Yeah. The, the best one was not the best one. I've done. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of, them, but the maybe the one that shocked me the most was. Um, there's an organization that Nike sponsors called Win Forever, mm-hmm. which is Pete Carroll's organization, Pete Carroll Win Forever organization, and they do a lot of stuff in L.A. and Seattle and because of his ties at USC and obviously as head coaches. Anyway, I did a coaches clinic with him and was on stage with him doing a coaches clinic, which was pretty cool. Um, he's a good guy. He's a great guy. And... um I guess that was the most surprising because when Pete Carroll asked you to come do a coach's clinic with you, that's kind of a, I guess that's right. Uh, that, that, that's a compliment. That's all the Patriots, Pete Carroll, all, yeah. the, all, the, all the big time. Yeah, uh, that and then and then there's a lot of non-football stuff. I mean, you know, the Olympics and, um, you know, FedEx World Headquarters. Just before the Olympics, I went while they were doing qualifying. I was in Colorado Springs and did a, a speech to the. Actually, I did a speech to the uh, Warrior Games, which the Warrior Games are the Paralympics, and 95% of the people who compete in this are are young guys and young ladies who are, are fallen heroes, who lost an arm or leg or something in Afghanistan or Iraq. They come back, and they get fitted for their prosthetic, but they still want to compete at some level, and then they have Olympics for people with prosthetics paralympics and they compete like you wouldn't believe and i was the keynote speaker to that group of people as they're preparing to go to the olympics and that was that was amazing i mean it was humbling that you know they want to listen to me but i mean how could i be halfway as inspiring as some 23 year old kid that gets his leg and arm blows off comes back and gets a prosthetic leg and a prosthetic arm and then go how about this how about the 
national champion judo guy who was blinded by a IED, and he actually competes in judo blind. How about that guy? Wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so right. yeah, that was kind of fun. I mean, y- y'all, there's just been all right. We're gonna we're gonna take much. we're gonna take a short timeout. And uh, come back uh, with you because I know you you're up to something new and you want yeah, to tell us I about am. it uh, when we come back after uh, to go along with the book and all the other stuff. No, I'm up to something yeah. new that matters in this city that I'm really excited about. Not the book and all this other minutia that's you know garbage. I'm 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 doing something that's that I'm I'm getting pretty passionate about pretty quickly. All right, we'll talk about that next. You'll listen to MSO on Sports 56. Bill Courtney's in the studio, but we'll be right back. Grizzlies fans, Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Welcome back to Memphis Sport Live. Here once again are your hosts, Kevin Cerrito and Marcus Hunter. All right, welcome back to MSL. we got your scores coming up straight up at high noon. Keep you abreast of what's going on. Some early action on this college football championship saturday but joining us in studio is former head coach of manassas high school the star of undefeated coach bill courtney's in studio he's kind of got a little special announcement he wants to talk about well first the organization that we started in memphis was called man rise when we were at manassas and it, it's it's sole purpose and you can find it on manriseministries.org uh, if you want to see about it but its main purpose is to pull together volunteers and raise money to support um, inner-city athletics in a mentoring way. And it's gone from Manassas originally to it's now at Germantown Basketball, Ridgeway, Wooddale, Kirby. There's there's actually, and, and for those who, who say, why is it always about sports, uh, it's also involved in um, debate teams and held the... Um, held the the year-end deal for the debate clubs in town and there's 250 uh people that attended it and it's 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 an organization of nothing but volunteers to both raise money and awareness and bring volunteers in that have a a philanthropic heart and a like-minded vision to help those the most in need that want to help themselves and it's called man rise right and so even after I, i left manassas and went to coach at st george's um certainly have stayed very supportive of, of Manrise and through a connection at Manrise there's a, a charter school called KIPP who um these kids go to school at seven fifteen in the morning. They don't get out of school till four fifteen. They have an hour of mandatory tutoring after that every day. They have a mandatory three week summer session, whether you got summer school or not you have to go. And one Saturday a month you have to go to school. And these are, it's in North Memphis, and they are working hard to educate and bring kids up to and above grade level. And um, they only have a junior, a, a freshman and sophomore class this year, and they played a JV schedule, but they'll have a freshman, junior, and sophomore class next year, and then a senior class the following year. And I fell in love with the commitment of this administration, these teachers to get these kids to a place that they wouldn't otherwise be academically. And um, they asked if I would be interested in starting a a varsity football program there. And um, I called every single volunteer coach that 
worked with me over the course of six years at Manassas, which is 11 of them. My quarterback's coach played at Michigan for Bo Schembechler. Line coach played for Larry Lacewell at Arkansas State. Assistant head coach played for Lou Holtz at Arkansas. All these guys. And said, I think this would be a great place for Man Rise to get into the fabric of the school and for us to start a football program and support what this administration and these teachers are doing from an athletic standpoint and give these kids a holistic experience in high school where they can get the education that they need in an inner city environment and have their extracurricular stuff but at a very high level and a very a, a very organized and professional level and to a man they all said okay and so we are starting varsity football at kip next year we've already got a schedule we're playing in district 16 and we've got 55 or six kids every day in the weight room that are all fired up about it with only two classes and uh we're going to uh we're going to put manrise and and into kip and we're going to put football into KIPP, and we're going to put KIPP on the nap in terms of football because they're already on the map in terms of academics. So, Coach Bill Courtney, former coach of Anassas, star of Undefeated, we know you know how to coach football, and we know you know how to coach kids up, returning to start the first year of varsity at KIPP. Yeah. Back in North Memphis. Yeah. Absolutely. That's exactly. And yes, there have been other opportunities, and it certainly would be a lot easier to go take programs with kids and equipment and a field, and and those opportunities have been offered. But it's just not where I really where my heart was. And um, this opportunity came up, and it's going to be a lot of work, and it's going to be a pain in the butt, but it's also going to be the most rewarding thing. So this is it. Yep. Kip so- football. Kip Phoenix, baby. Wait, that's their ma- their mascot? The Phoenix, yeah. The Phoenix? Like rising from the fires, the Phoenix. All right, Coach Courtney, uh, just now MSL exclusive, announcing that he will be <laughs> uh, coaching football again in North Memphis, taking over Kip. Yeah, and, and remember, under under the umbrella of Manrise, it's very important mm-hmm. to understand everybody involved are, are volunteer men who have jobs, who, who under the, the umbrella of rise up and be a man and take care of your business, that's what it's about, not just football. That's, that's awesome. All right, Coach. We appreciate you coming in studio and, and sharing that news, and good luck uh, with your new endeavor. Can't wait for them to film a do- documentary about that. Oh, no, there won't be any documentary. We're through <laughs> with you, we're through with you, documentaries. Can't on wait for that. you guys to make the playoffs. Well, get, get you that. know, first year with no seniors, who knows? It, we're we're more about let's get organized and get it done right, and we'll see about the winning later. But your track record shows that the right program in place, you can get there. We'll see. If I make the playoffs, have me back. We talk about that. All right. All right. That sounds good. All right. Coach uh, Bill Courtney, what's the website for Manrise? People can check that out. Manriseministries.org. All right. The new head coach of the KIPP football team in North Memphis, Bill Courtney. We're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, we've got your scores. CJ's got your scores, and we'll play Hang Up and Listen. You're listening to MSL on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. The voice of the fan. Sports 56 WHBQ Memphis. Fan 87.7 FM WPGFLP Memphis. A Flynn Broadcasting Station. 